I kind of really just spent the last few years really trying to focus on what my why was and it was to you know if I have a stage if I have a microphone if I have a platform then I have a responsibility to put a little bit more kindness and connection into the world okay well welcome back to another episode of the right songs you love podcast this is a pretty cool experience that for for me and for this whole entity and like it's just neat to cycle around and have actually a one-year orbit just last week with this whole thing uh with the podcast and everything else that i've been working on with this but it's just been fantastic to reflect on the year and to see to look back on on who had come onto the show and just to share where they're at and their journey and all their gems and wisdom and and it's just really cool timing that this worked out this way that we've got jody v coming back to to join us again pretty much exactly a year after she was the very first guest of of this whole podcast which was just such an honor <laughs> so thrilled thrilled to have you back jody it's just been an amazing year to watch of all the things that have happened for you i've just been enjoying so much just seeing the variety of things that have been coming across your feed and just hearing about some of the stories that i've just been witnessing from afar so I've got lots of questions and I lots of people in the in the audience really appreciated and loved what you had to say the last time you came on. So I know that they'll be pumped to to hear all these wicked updates that you've got going on. So yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me back. It was uh really enjoyed chatting with you the first time a year ago. <laughs> well, that's cool. I was like to yeah, start off with this too. So just for those listening or maybe even hearing you for the first time, like Jody and I are, are both based in Kelowna, which, you know, we're, we're speaking from the traditional unceded lands of the Silic Nation, uh, First Nations. And like, oh, I, I, I kind of wanted to just jump in and, and, and touch base on, on the video that you recently put out, your, your human video and song, I think is just such a such an amazing, beautiful work. And just like the, the collaboration of everybody involved. I'm just so curious about how that curious about how that came together, but also, yeah, just, just the development of that project. If you could share a little bit about that with us. Yeah, that was a really fun project to work on. When I wrote it, I, I was kind of going through some things and just, I mean, I think it was right maybe just during COVID or right shortly after. Um, but I just wanted, um, there was a lot of division in the world as there always is, but I uh, just kind of had a moment one day. It's like, oh, you know, can't we all, can't we all just realize that we all are on the same planet together and that we're all, uh, you know, made up of the same cells, the same sort of, we're all just human beings. Uh, so that's where the song came from. And then the video came from I really wanted to show how connected the human body was to mother nature mm -hmm. uh, and I think I got that just because every time I go on a little nature walk I just see the veins in a leaf look so similar to the veins in your hand or the sweat off your skin is quite similar to the sap or off the tree and so I just really wanted to try and capture that in a video 
um, and also just encompassing that we're all we're all one, that we're all together, and that uh, uh, not only are all humans are you know we're all made up of the same thing, but the planet, the Earth in general. That if we don't look out for each other, we don't look out for uh, the planet, then you know we won't, we won't make it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. And so I know, well, I know your sister is in there singing with you. And, and was that, is that something that she, that you wrote together? Or is that something that she came in on parts with, with what you're, what you had originally written? Uh, she wrote what she sang. Cool. Um, and then uh, my friend Z, Zoe, mm -hmm. also known as Z the Free. She's, I originally met her in Calgary. I believe she's out of Northern Alberta somewhere now. Mm -hmm. uh, but she wrote her verse. Um, so we all kind of wrote our, our individual verses and how that came to be was, I think Justin and I produced a song together or Justin produced it. I can't quite remember. I think he produced a lot of it and then I worked on it a bit and then, uh, I got a grant to work on it more with a, another engineer, Jane Aurora. So she also helped kind of produce and, um, uh, mix it, mix it overall. Cool. And then, I just sort of passed it around because I had a verse on it and I said, there's some space on it here and there. So if you hear of anything that you want to put on it uh, and then, yeah, both my sister and Zoe just came back with some, a, a, spot, a spot on it each. That's great. So is that, is that a norm in terms of a songwriting process for you to kind of like bring in other people and kind of pass it off or have an idea and just be like, Hey, I think I've, got where I've got with it. It's going on to the next stage to the next person. Yeah. I think that is a common practice for myself is all. I always think that art is better uh, with a lot more people involved usually. So I'll often write something or have an idea for something. And then if I'm with somebody like in the same room, uh, you know, it's fun to work on something together, but more often than not, we're not together. We're not in the same room or let alone even the same city. Mm -hmm. So it's nice when you can just pass things on and say, hey, there's a space here. If you hear something, feel free. That's so cool. I, from time to time, we do waves of talking about collaboration and co-writing and, and just that experience of songwriting and how special that can be but also how many different ways there are to do it. And I love that. I love that that's your intention, you know, like a, that the majority of the time, like based on this principle that this as a community and a collaborative process gets stronger, you know, and is meant for that kind of thing. Thus, that's what you seek out and that's what you kind of search for. So curious of, of when you're going through a song, do, do certain people just pop up in your mind and you're like, oh yeah, this person would be perfect for this or this person would be, like, how does that roll out for you? Definitely. I think depending on the type of genre of the song or the vibe, because um, I don't, I, I often don't just make one type of music and especially who I'm, I'm with, like I'm surrounded by a lot of music creators, which is very nice. And so depending on what we work on together, it could have a totally different vibe to it. Um, I also work with a lot of hip hop producers and hip hop producers specifically will, will make things, make songs, and then hear kind of 
either somebody specific on them later, like, oh, this would be a good beat for this person. Or they'll actually make a beat specific to that person in mind. So they go to pitch it to them, they'll be way more inclined to go on it because it's like was made for them. Very cool. Yeah, I think that'll be that's that'll be neat for everyone to listen to because to do that, you know, like to do that requires just really, I guess, investing your interest and support and just listening years to others in the community as well. You know, you wouldn't know who to really reach out for unless you're making efforts to 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 listen to each other, you know. And I think there's a there's a great mutual support in that kind of a practice of just being familiar with what everyone's doing and encouraging whether or not you're a part of it, you know, and, but you never know, you never know what's going to happen. And someone offers a, Hey, I think you'd, what do you think about this? I think you'd really have something neat to say about it or something to add. Yeah. It's really cool. Cause it's almost like, um, you know, as a producer and you know, like, Oh, I think, some strings would sound good here or some horns would sound good here. It kind of goes the same with some vocals, you know, you, you know that also, you know, a female vocalist would be really dope here or, you know, some really tight also depending on the type of lyricism that you're after Mm -hmm. also reflects the type of artist that you might reach out for um, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on, yeah, just, what what they normally write about or what you can tell they're passionate about and then it's always nice when you can give somebody a song that you know is their vibe that it's their style and that you know that they're just going to flourish on as opposed to giving somebody something um that it just doesn't really suit them at all and you expect them to create on it and it's going to be a lot more difficult for them to create on because it's not their home base it's not where they're comfortable mm-hmm. you know so i think it is really important to to listen to each other and 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 know where know what each artist is saying or the or the kind or the style of music that they're making and, and what would be a good fit for them well, I think that just feels like a million bucks too. if somebody really knows your sound and comes to you with something that you are just like yeah this is the best thing I could be working on right now. Just that sense of recognition and kind of being, well, seen, I guess, you know, like just for lack of that, just feels amazing. You know, that's already starting on such a great foot uh, as a collaboration when you have that kind of energy going into it. Yeah, you're also way more inclined to work on it right away (laughs) as well. If it's calling to you and it's, you know, and you, you hear something on it right away, well, then uh, for me personally, I'm way more inclined to get get in the studio right away and record on it right away, as opposed to if I really got to think about something and think about how I'm going to write, what I'm going to write, kind of stuff like that. Totally. So you wouldn't necessarily be like collecting a, or building a bunch of beats or tracks or whatnot for, for with somebody in mind, you know, for like down the road. It's like, it's happening now. You get in here. Let's do this. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I mean, actually, not so much from like a producer standpoint, but from uh, okay. from a vocalist standpoint, actually, just kind of flipping the perspective because I do both, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, I just know that when people give me tracks to sing on, I I can, uh, you know, I'm happy to help out or do other projects for people or collaborate on things. But sometimes 
it's depending on what the vibe is, it'll either kind of get a higher priority, like, because I just want to work on it right away and push all other things aside because I know that there's magic there and I'm more inclined to work on it. Or it's something, okay, yeah, I'd be happy to work on that, but I got other things to work on first. For sure. Very it's cool. kind of like what sparks the motivation too, right? Yeah, which is a good radar to follow. Yeah. So, so I'm curious, just having having seen, well, with your video and song, going back to human for a second, like the amount of recognition that that has got, like on a global level, just for the sake of various awards and nominations and just different things of that, like what does that feel like to to see that happening and to see that that's landing on so many people in such a special way. I don't know. It feels the same as, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It doesn't really feel like that like big of a deal or that different to me. Cool. It's interesting. A world uh, where things, especially music and creation are so heavily verified on number of streams and number of followers and likes and I don't know even though it did won a bunch of awards like globally which is fantastic and I'm super grateful um you know and aside from knowing that somewhere in the world other people seen it um and the, a few fancy logos on the title those it never really reflected the number of streams or the number of you know, so it just kind of it all comes back down to like, I think a little bit like, especially if you're releasing music independently, uh, how much money you have that goes into marketing mm-hmm. a little bit. So we, we had a little bit of funds to submit our video to different film festivals and it went really well, like it was really well received. Um, and again, I'm very grateful that so many um, people in other parts of the world watched it, but again, it's just, it's hard to feel or see anything about that. Cause it never really correlated in the streams or the numbers. It was mostly just kind of some fancy logos on the, on the photo. <laughs> That's kind of funny, right? Like music nowadays, especially is like, you kind of base this, uh, whether it was not necessarily a good song, but a successful release based on the number of streams and followers and who knows if how many of them are real or whatever and right. and things die out so quickly as well you really got to just keep promoting and keep pushing and of course a lot of that time these like things cost money so mm-hmm. it's you know it's uh, yeah i'm grateful but does it feel any different not really sure well for you just to kind of transition from that i guess like what I don't know if this has changed or not in the last year, just a lot of the things, but in how, how do you deem a song to be successful for yourself? Well, I, unfortunately, I think I'm right on kind of the same mindset uh, with the, the number, right? Like I, I wish it wasn't that way, but unfortunately the higher number of streams on your songs and the higher number of followers you have on your accounts, the it directly correlates to more bookings most of the time. Most, most festival, you know, more show bookings, more performance bookings. Um, people see a higher number on your account and they're more inclined to reach out for opening slots or tours and, and stuff like that. And again, if, if you, this is just speaking from my own personal perspective without having a label behind me, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so just releasing music independently. So I, right now I do think a lot of, you know, a successful release uh, does kind of, for me anyways, revolve around the, the number of streams still and the number of followers and how many people end up getting to listen to that. Cause it is kind of disheartening when you know, you've put a lot of work and thought into a good song and you know, it's a good song, but there's, um, it just doesn't get out to anybody. Like I'd almost argue that music nowadays is like 70% marketing and 30% actually music and talent and maybe not for all, but I think the level that I'm trying to achieve uh, is that, yeah, you, you, you can make a lot of great songs, but if you don't have the kind of team or the money behind it, then there's, it's not going to be a lot of people that hear it. Mm. And I guess that point could be argued, but that's just how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, kind of looking as a, as like a, and there's interesting the dichotomy or like the, the variable factors that are going on. Cause you have the career side of it. Right. And and then there's like the impact and the art side of it and, and really kind of looking at that other side of it. So if, if you look, if just you, what you shared there feels like it's more on that side as a career musician, like what, what piece of that there on the opposite side feels like it's hit the mark or it's had the impact that you wanted for, for the content of it or hitting the audience that you wanted it to hit. I think with humans specifically, I deemed it as a successful song, even though the streams and numbers were not exactly what I wanted to hit. Um, uh, because if I can watch or listen to a piece of art that I have created and I can take myself out of the actual creation process and really view or listen to it or take it in as an outsider, then that means I've done a good job. And I guess to break that down even further, if I'm listening to something that I've created and all I can hear is, you know, the vocals need to be de-esced more, the uh, gain on the guitar needs to come down. If all these little things are happening and it's distracting my brain from focusing on the bigger picture, um, then, you know, then I, then I think that it still has some more work to do, but human after many, many different mixes, <laughs> I can finally sit with it and like it and be happy with it. But I think it's really what I say at the end, um, the kind of monologue at the end of the song that really, really takes it out, mm-hmm. uh, takes me out of the project. And I think that, uh, is what makes it a successful piece of work for me because I know that if I'm the one that created created that and uh, the monologue at the end of what I'm saying hits me, then I know it's hitting others. And so I know that when I perform that song specifically and I stop and I say that little bit at the end, um, I know it's a, you know, I know it hits others and I know it affects others and it's getting the message across, which is, uh, which is important. Hmm. So, so yeah, that's, that's definitely a neat moment to look at. I, this last year of just through these conversations and just talking to a lot more songwriters about how they share, you know, how they share their songs and like how they perform them and all, all these other layers and like what the, how the, the feedback that comes back, whether it's an audience or individuals or whoever, 
com almost completes the cycle of a song, you know, like a cycle of the, the, its life journey. Because a lot, oftentimes we can have, you know, we can write these things and just have it to ourselves and it may feel good. We, it, we may not really have the full connection to it until it's shared. And it's what's interesting about what you just said, I think is, is when you're recording your own stuff and you're going through the process and you're actually like really in the nitty gritty of, of the sonic quality and getting it to come, you know, like the technical bits. But if it then hearing it back, like hearing your own recording back and then feeling like it's actually able to access that place is kind of a similar thing. You know, it's, it's, it's that cycle back. And I think if, if that's an, an amazing level to hit, if that can just move you in that moment, then that's a good, a great sign that it's going to do whatever it's going to do in the best ways possible in your vision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that would be my, my final answer of how I would deem <laughs> a song successful, sure. uh, not in a career standpoint, but in kind of like in a more of an emotional and getting the message across is, was, was I able to take myself out of the process? Yeah. Which is a pretty, pretty neat way to look at it. So in terms of all these other things that have happened, like I know like you ended up joining on with a, with a new management team. Uh, you, you and your mom took over, you know, like took over the, the frequency winery and then now have it as your own, your own home base. And which is an amazing whole thing there. And like, you're, you're performing and playing a ton. You, you got engaged. <laughs> There's a lot, lot of really big, pretty big things happening. So I'm, I'm curious of like how, how has that in any way affected your creativity and and how you're you're moving you're moving in your art right now? Yeah, it's funny actually. I've there's so many uh, exciting changes and kind of some new, well, like some closing of some old chapters and definitely some opening of some new ones that actually I feel like I haven't been very creative because I'm so focused on the kind of like a business mindset right now mm -hmm. and really, really focusing also on, on the why of why I do things and um, also really focusing on, on community and just really trying to build up a community around what I'm doing right now. And so I guess because on my plate, I've had a lot of, um, this is a busy time right now too, like summer, mm -hmm. summer is, you know, festival season and shows, lots of shows. So I often just kind of, um, I don't know, uh, other artists work the same, but I find fall and winter is kind of my time to create and write and produce and work. And then, you know, spring is kind of like a time to release uh, and then summer is, and, you know, kind of book off that release, um, seems to be like a nice sort of flow of how to do things. But so right now I don't really, I haven't had very much time to write or create or, or mix or work really any, a uh, couple little of my new projects here and there, but we'll see a lot of performing, lots of practicing, um, and then, figuring out how, uh, how I'm going to run a business at frequency. So that's been fun. Very cool. Well, you talked about the, the community that you're trying, like with all these different things, just really conscious of that. Um, does that feel like that's still 
still kind of the same vision of the kind of community that you've been wanting to grow or wanting to be a part of for up until this point, or has that modified or evolved in a different way? Is like any difference or any change in that that you're wanting to bring in? Yeah, it's definitely modified. It's definitely uh, changing as, as I keep growing now. I'm, I think maybe a year ago, I was really focused more on um, the type of mentorship that I can gain. I was really focused on who can I learn from. Mm. Um, and I followed that path and I learned from a lot of amazing people and I'm still focused on that, but now it seems to be, there's more individuals coming around that kind of, who can learn from what I'm doing. Uh, so it's kind of time to pay it, pay it forward and pay it back. And so, um, that's really cool. That's a really cool part. Cause now I've, I'm finding that I'm able to give, uh, kind of the opportunity to others, uh, at frequency to be able to kind of work and create under there and build up their own clientele and um, just kind of create a safe space to create in. Yeah. That's very cool. It's kind of a, yeah, becoming a, becoming a sensei <laughs> in, in the process or what, I guess in that, in that changing, like what are you noticing that you're enjoying the most about that? I think it's really important as you go through life in general um, that you're always getting mentored and that you're always mentoring um, and that you always just kind of continue that cycle. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't really think I've actually mentored uh, many others up until this point. So it's kind of cool to see that just kind of naturally flowing the way it is. But like I said, I'm all, always like still seeking mentorship as well. So like I said, I think it's just always important to recognize you've always got something to learn and you've always got something to teach. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so, that, yeah, it feels good. It feels good. It feels busy. Uh, like, it's just like I said, it's a really busy time right now, but it's making me almost looking forward to, to fall when I can kind of sit down and create and hone in and, um, yeah, but because we have a lot of us haven't performed as much as we have in the last couple of years, it sort of just feels like for a lot of people, I think that the floodgates just opened and it's like full on. <laughs> so just taking it as it comes and very grateful for, for all the performances and, and all the moments to keep moving forward with my career. Right on. Well, when you perform been in the last little while chatting about how performance can actually be a really great tool for inspiring songwriting when you're out and about playing or performing do you ever pull things out of like your own experiences either on stage or just from traveling to different places that you kind of put in a in a folder for later or an idea be like oh this would be a cool idea or, or maybe even as a performer to be like, ah, I wish I had this kind of a song or this, I want to be able to do this kind of thing in my show. Thus it, it plants a seed to, to write something along those lines. A little bit. Yeah. I definitely more in the way that I'm paying attention to what songs the audience reacts to most. And then I'm, kind of more inclined to create songs more like those ones so that's interesting I'm all, yeah <laughs> well i was gonna say like how how do you what's the reactions that you love going for the most or like what do you love to inspire in an audience in that way um i 
I think as a performer, I really react to the energy, the energy that the crowd has. So I go a lot off of that. So I notice that there's, I also have different songs and different for different environments. But just this is kind of a general kind of all encompassing all the sets, all performances. I do know that there's a few of my songs that are um, they're just there's just more energy from the crowd when I play them. And so I really like that. I want my whole set to be like that. And I feel like if I could kind of tailor a set to have more of those songs, um, you know, there's just certain things I think the crowd likes more too, like. Uh, you know specifically harmonica like blues harmonica like if I play it that over top of like an electronic break it seems to go over well <laughs> so I like kind of uh, my goal is to create a little bit more of those songs because I think in the in the beginning as well I was really just trying to find my sound so I was doing lots of different styles lots of different types of music and now, the more I perform and the more I progress, I notice that there's not always a place for that song or in the shows that I'm getting booked more often for now. And so, yeah, just learning. Um, I think I definitely have a have an aim of, and of a sound that I want to create more of uh, just from this past couple months of performing, knowing like, oh, yeah, this one, I like this one. And so do they. Okay, I'm gonna create a couple more like this. Yeah, well, it narrows it narrows in a good way. I think in a focusing way, what feels good for you, but like what's also feeling like is hitting the mark on that side, which by default then affects how you write going forward because you're then choosing or or putting aside other ones, you know, that maybe don't seem as effective or aren't connecting to the same degree. So you only get that from performing, you know, like you get that from from regularly like showing up and doing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Trial and error. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's cool too, to have the harmonica and like, just so people kind of get a sense of, of your style. Like I know you, you can do, and you do do a lots of, lots of different things, but like, what are you feeling style wise? Like how, how would you explain or define the experience of what your show is like and like what kinds of music it sounds like? Um, <laughs> kind of lots of hip-hop and blues and kind of electro soul uh sort of influences throughout my set however I started out kind of singer songwriter so there's still a lot of and I love folk I like love folk music so there's just a whole lot of stuff in there so I think now I'm really going to try and focus more on like this uh sort of like specifically like kind of blues and electronic kind of like this like swamp swamp music like swamp tronica almost <laughs> yeah that's a great great title for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that kind of like bluesy sort of uh but you know lyrics are pretty hip-hop but i think that's just yeah kind of what i'm gonna sort of go a little bit more for in the future very cool. Well, you're you're talking to someone who likes slide and swampy blues like no other. So I'm I'm very excited to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Well, and it's cool too when you bring something like that when you're fusing harmonica, you know, in, into something like that. You, 
you get these different elements of a show too, that whether that's kind of your thing, or maybe that just kind of, that pops up from different times in the show that it's becomes this really cool, special moment in the show. That's very different. Um, and I would, I would imagine too, just to be able to hear something like that, or just have that pop up. The cool thing about harmonica too, is you can be like, <laughs> you can kind of surprise people with it. Cause it's not a big, obvious thing that you see. And all of a sudden it's happening and it, it's uh, I you could just see the reaction that that would drive for sure, just in its in itself, that presence there. Yeah, it's always fun listening to things that you don't normally hear in these environments, right? Like not often you're hearing a harmonica at an electronic music festival, but <laughs> maybe in a maybe in a blues bar, you know. So just different. I love things that kind of perk up the ears that are like, oh, what's that? Totally, totally. Well. So uh, in terms of, I guess, in the, well, there's two questions I have off the top of my head here that one, you're talking a lot about mentorship and in, in the last while here, what's, uh, what would you say has been one of the most impactful pieces of advice that you've got from a mentor? Mm, I don't know, actually, uh, I know this sounds probably pretty general, but like just just to start, just to start and to just just go for it, you know, seems to be uh, what a lot of my mentors have said in the past, and um, it's a thing I I still hear is that you can often just be your own worst enemy. So especially when you're on a path that. Uh, might not just be showing up to somebody else's work every day and clocking in and getting paid for the amount of time that you're there. It's definitely easier, um, but it's scary to sometimes go down a path that you don't know what the outcome looks like. You don't know what the next six months are going to go like, but to just have faith in that process, like having faith is um, it's huge, you know, because Words are spells and what you tell yourself really matters. And so, you know, just telling yourself that just totally eliminating any self-doubt um, is, I think, a really powerful piece of advice I've gotten and that I still try to stick to some days harder than others, but little sticky notes and vision boards help kind of keep things on track. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I was, I always find just, it's just always fun to talk, talk with you, but in general, when you get into these kinds of questions and conversations, the stuff, the way you end up phrasing the ideas, like words are spells. I think I'd like to put a request that you write that song at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. I think it was actually like, a, I seen it off like a Bruce Lee quote. It was like, you know, spelling, is spells right like what you tell yourself matters like you tell yourself you can't do something or you tell yourself you're broke all the time or you tell yourself you're tired or whatever right like what you tell yourself really does matter even if maybe that's not the case maybe just keep telling yourself the opposite like you are you're killing it you have so much money in the bank you're doing this you're doing that even though that might not actually be the case but again you just keep programming your brain to think that way 
you know, and not to be delusional, of course, there's like the line still got to work at stuff, but it's just, it's so, it's just so basically what I'm trying to drive home is if you're just telling yourself, you know, that you, you don't, you're not worthy of this, or you really don't believe that you should have this or that, um, but maybe you're not vocalizing that to anybody else. That still matters because what you're telling yourself is is huge, right? It's, it matters. Sure, sure. It, uh, there's two things that reminds me of. There's one of my favorite songwriting challenges or exercises called the yin yang challenge. And it's more of this idea, like I like what you're saying. It's like you may have these kind of thoughts or conversations going on in your head or like they're coming from some kind of a belief or like whether you can or can't do something. But depending on, you know, say if you, if you want to write that you sit down a day and this is, this is the conversation that's coming like, ah, who are you to write this kind of thing? You can't say that. Or like, Oh, no one's going to like, whatever, any of the things that come up to, instead of just trying to avoid or get angry at the fact that that, that's all that's coming and it, it's not what you want to just write that anyways, like write that song, write that song for that voice or what, what's coming right now, just to see what's there, like really like let it out of the bag. But then to use that, to use that actually as an alternative. So, you know, to say like, if this song is saying this kind of a thing, it's like, there's, there's two different ways of like looking at it. It's like, what, what is the exact opposite of that song? <laughs> what, <laughs> what would be like the, the, the yin to the yang of that? And, and how would that be a balancing way? Because sometimes that one that you get out first gives you a very good direction of the words or the ideas of, of, of the concept to share from a different perspective. Either that or writing almost as if you're speaking to that song and that, that perspective of like, okay, if someone's in this state, what, what would they need to hear to bring them out of it? You know, like what, what would come from, or would just help be like a, somewhat of like a, a lifesaver or a, a preserver in the ocean for them, you know, at that moment to just like shift gears. It's uh, that one's given me a lot of really interesting songs in the last couple of years that I didn't think I would get, you know, just because of trying to avoid sometimes or those, kind of difficult thoughts are coming through but but that and like something along the lines instead of just the the intentional thinking of imagining what could it be you know like if if you're if you're broke or if you're feeling like this kind of a thing it's like what what does it look like when you're not or like if if you're not and to just like imagine that scenario uh another songwriter in the in the in the neighborhood here Josh Smith uh, who's been a good friend for a lot of years. I was one of his earlier songs I loved is called Penelope Lane. And the story he tells about it is, is amazing. He said, you know, I thought at one point in time, I just, I really wanted, I really needed a holiday, just absolutely needed to get out of town and, and go somewhere, but I was completely broke. So I just <laughs> wrote a song about an imaginary holiday <laughs> and I went there in the song and it's just as really beautiful tune but there's something really cool about the intention of just like it's not where i am here but this is i'm going to write about it as if i was and and what can happen can be really really powerful just as a writing experience but that stuff can happen i've i've had that before where 
even the place I'm living at right now, last year, my wife and I were going through just some challenging times with some difficult neighbors in Vancouver and we needed to leave the, literally we ended up leaving the city and in, in a scenario and, and trying to find a new place where we you're having challenges. And at one point I was just like, I just got to fool around with the tune and see what would happen if, what, what do I want it to be? I'm going to picture that we're there. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're still looking at Craigslist and all the marketplace stuff and trying to figure out where to live. And then in a really cool situation, we ended up finding this place. So, and it ended up really matching to the song of what I had written, which was crazy. It was just mind blowing when I went back to the song. So it's powerful. It is such a, such a powerful experience to do that kind of thing. So I love it. It really is. Yeah. It's super powerful. And and then the cool thing is, is once you've experienced it in your own life, you know, then it, I don't know, it's like seeing and believing in magic, right. Then you really kind of like just, I don't know, really apply that. I find even more to your life, but until you kind of try it and believe it and see it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Well, I think that's what you're saying. Having the faith in it comes from, you know, it's that you can, you can have your faith gets stronger and things like that happening when you've seen it happen, because then, you know, it can, and it has happened before. Thus it's more encouraging to keep thinking that way and to keep, kind of shooting for the stars so yeah absolutely yeah I had always um kind of envisioned this studio with mountains um I could see mountains from the desk and I always just thought that um just would dream about it and then you know five six years later I'm living in Kelowna I end up working up at Frequency and I kind of have this I'm in there probably working for at least three or four years at this point. Mm-hmm. And I just have this moment where I'm sitting at the desk and I look out the window behind the console and I see these mountains. I was like, Oh my God, I'm here. Like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. I'm already here. You know? And my friend Rachel and I actually got these tattoos on our arms saying we're already there. Oh wow. Cause you know, a lot of the time you, you just think you, you wish and you wish and you wish and you don't even really open your eyes to see like that half the time you're already there. You know, you're already, <laughs> you're already living it. You're already living it. And so, yeah, like you said, just, uh, I think that moment and a few other moments really just made me have the courage to, um, take that step and, you know, buy frequency and turn it into a, a studio that can kind of be a safe space for everyone. And, uh, you know, one of the only probably female owned studios in Kelowna as well, but it's a scary, very scary move. But I think just having, seeing how things have worked out in the past when you do believe and have faith in them and you treat people well and you stay kind and you do things, you know, for, with good intention, like, how things can work out when you might think that they might not. And so, yeah, having that faith is just, it's really powerful because again, now in situations like this, I'm like, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I know it's going to be okay. I know it's going to be fine. Like, cause it just will. Right. And I think having the mindset too, that everything is always a win because even if you, fall or you fail it's still a lesson and you can still learn from lessons and learning is always a win so um you know I think that was a very powerful mind shift for me is recognizing that no matter what happens it's always a win Mm -hmm. because then it just made me way less afraid 
to face anything because I'm like, well, whatever, whatever happens is going to be great. <laughs> That's such a fantastic way to, to look at that. Yeah, and love the way that you you phrased that that way. That's just so important. So it, it's really unique too. Like I uh, I I have to come up there and check it out because I, I want to see it so badly because it's you, it's half studio now and also half plant shop. Yeah, for now, yeah. Well, actually, so in order to have a business on the ALR, 50% of your retail space needs to be stuff that's grown on the property. Uh, So that's why it was a winery and a recording studio. Um, But I just didn't really like the energy of the alcohol and the wine all the time, especially for some clients and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, we wanted to continue showing people how harmonic frequencies physically affect us Hmm. with the Gladney plate and we thought a really good way to do that would be to have plants because you know music and frequencies affect plants just as they affect everybody else so um, yeah so it seemed like a very kind of natural way to go about things is um, yeah the plant shop and recording studio and my mom also is my business partner and we, she felt very passionately about um, educating people on gardening and preserving. And uh, it's probably going to be a way that we'll have to go back to at some point here. I find most people in Kelowna are pretty good. Almost everybody's got like a little garden in their backyard. Um, But a lot of people also just don't know um, kind of where to start or what to do. So those are things that she'll be offering up there as well as kind of gardening and workshops and uh yeah we're excited to see how it'll how it'll evolve and hopefully we can make it a bit of a coffee shop up there as well one day when you know people can kind of sit on the roof and enjoy the view and have a coffee and maybe do a songwriting session and then kind of get in the studio after to record very cool what an amazing experience yeah, one step at a time. <laughs> just kind of have uh, a, a dream and just kind of moving in that direction. <laughs> well, what's it like to be to be uh, like teamed up with your mom in this scenario too? It's amazing. I get along really well with my family. I'm very grateful. But um, yeah, like my sister and I are super close. Always have been, and um, I've always been. I've always had a fantastic relationship with my my mother and my father and grew up really close with all my cousins. So to be in business with my mom seems supernatural. Uh, We both have very similar ways of kind of doing business and we're both, um, yeah, we both know that it's just important overall to educate people about how gratitude and frequencies affect us just as what the main principle was of the original frequency winery mm-hmm. you know a lot of people came in there not because of the wine but a lot of people came in there because they wanted to see and experience that feeling of gratitude and um seeing how sound a physical you know a sound on a, on a plate can have such a specific shape and pattern and when you see something that you can't normally see it really opens your mind to like how many other things we can't see you know there's for the human um there's just so many different waves that we can't see just because this because we see this light doesn't mean that those light waves don't 
exist. And just because we hear this sound coming to our ears, it doesn't mean that those actual sound waves don't exist. They are there. We just physically can't see them. So when you, when you, you can see them, it's, it's really eye-opening. And when you can see how specific they are and how beautiful and how, um, you know, how they can affect matter, uh, you know that it affects you as well. Very, very cool. So, so yeah, I'm curious to hear like what, what you would like or for people to find you and like what kind of people you're looking for. I know like what you've shared gives, I think a lot of really great signals of the kind of people that you just love to be working with or like that people could reach out to you either to work with you in Kelowna or to come to Kelowna or even do remote stuff. Like, are you doing remote collaborations and productions and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, I am actually. Yeah, a few remote ones. Um, I've also had a few clients kind of come down for a short period of time, you know, track and record things. We kind of lay out everything together and then uh, then we kind of really uh, establish the song kind of remote. Cool. Right on. Yeah. But yeah, if people want to check it out, it's um, it's no longer frequency wine and sound, but it's now frequency sound five two eight, and the five two eight comes from five hundred and twenty eight hertz, which is known as kind of the love and light frequency. It's what our bodies uh, have like a physiological hum at five hundred and twenty eight hertz, and so does all sort of living things. So it's um, five hundred and twenty eight hertz was really important to us. I think the Beatles actually use that a lot in their music. And, harmonic frequencies used a lot in meditation music classical music so yeah frequency sound 528 and um yeah i don't know if anyone's in Kelowna, but i'm playing at redbird august 5th cool that'll be my my birthday as well amazing yeah that'll be fun that's kind of the next local show okay well one one last thing i just want to like highlight because this is something i've talked a lot about with people on here or through some of the different workshops is just how much all all of these things really are are so wrapped into your story you know like all there's so many points where it just all makes sense like even there's all these different layers of like like you're saying going going back to the intention of of the human video you know and the song of of what that's about and the connection to nature and then the fact that like you're in a you know in your studio space here and you and your mom have created like family being a really important thing but also like the plants really coming back to that nature connection again and helping people learn and be in that space and how frequency affects us all and uh but also this having a space too where it's like the alcohol is gone now of that situation so it's removing that in in kind of intention and integrity with again that that space you want to create, which all comes back to your music. And like, I just love how many, how many cool things are, are wrapped up in what you're doing because it just makes it feel that much more special and that much more impactful. So it's just, you're an amazing example of all of these things, just building and building and building with, with all the parts of like who you are and like what you want to put in the world. So I think it's just great for everyone to witness that. Well, thank you. It's a, uh... I guess it's hard to see it that way when you're living it and you're in it. Right. So it's really cool to hear you talk about it and kind of string all the pieces together. Cause I, I didn't even really notice, you know, but I guess it's just, it's, it's my intention. So it makes sense that it's kind of relaying in all of my work, but. Yeah. I don't know. Those are, those are all the things that I think just keep that fire going inside or like, 
give you that that faith or they kind of keep hitting those radars that give that energy to keep to keep plugging at it and and guide you in the right directions that feel are in line yeah it's it's so important especially i feel like if you're in a creative field you really got to stick to your why you really got to know why you're doing things or else it's so easy to get lost you know and and i i strongly think if you're doing music because of you know fame and money it's it's not gonna it's not gonna fulfill you in a way that you would have would have hoped um so i just i kind of really just spent the last few years really trying to focus on what my why was and it was to you know if i have a stage if i have a microphone if i have a platform then i have a responsibility to put a little bit more kindness and connection into the world amen (laughs) to that (laughs) well said well said. Well, thanks so much, Jody. Uh, it's it's just been so great to to chat with you and catch up again and just hear about this and and congratulations on all of this. Like it's it's really bold, it's create courageous and like really driven from feels like the, the all the right places and and yeah, it's just keeping one foot in front of the other and I know it's going to just keep blossoming in in amazing ways. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot for all your, yeah, just sparking these um, fantastic conversations, these conversations of growth. And I just, I really appreciate what you do. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I had such such a nice time chatting with you really sparked my motivation for the day to go out there and just, yeah, keep, keep it going. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Right on. So that was the incredible Jody B. And again, just so awesome to see someone really integrating all these different elements in into the integrity and tension of, of what she's doing with her music and being a business owner and a producer and working in family and community. It's, it's really quite special. So definitely go look into her music. I'll attach the links into the show notes. And thanks always for spending time here. There were so many great takeaways from this, so definitely one to listen to again. And I'm going to be sharing some of those in the newsletter and on social media. So have a great day and a great week, and happy songwriting. <laughs>